I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. Alright, hey everybody, welcome back, welcome in, LOTL58, uh, thanks again for listening, we're coming at you live from SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, uh, appreciate you guys listening, follow us on social media, at the LOTL podcast, uh, you can also uh, follow along with us on our website, www.lotlpodcast.com, which we never post anything on, so... Um, yeah, check it out at your leisure if you want to, but we haven't been posting very much, so. <laughs> uh, so I'm here, I'm Dan, uh, normal co-host, but Jordan and Jimmy are not here because they're not living off the land this week. <laughs> they're not in Cleveland. So I have a new co-host, uh, you've heard her many times, she's been a guest on the show, but she's actually co-hosting with me today, Miss Hannah Vegas is here. What's up, Hannah? Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Taking over. I know. Jordan and Jimmy. That's right. They should be nervous. Town. Yeah. Jordan <laughs> is in Milwaukee. Why? I don't know. Jimmy's in South Florida. That I kind of understand. Yeah, that makes more sense. But, uh, yeah. So, it's going to be me and Hannah with you guys for the next however long we decide to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Kipnis' this home run. We've got the Indians game on in the background. So, if something good or bad happens, you'll know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of let the cat out of the bag there, what we're going to talk about, but um, we're going to try and do some stuff that we normally do, but because Jordan and Jimmy aren't here, and I've been obsessive over Game of Thrones for the last month, and Hannah's a Game of Thrones wizard, we're going to talk about it. I like that title, Game of Thrones wizard, yes. We're just hijacking the episode. It's going to be a Game of Thrones version. There's, well, I mean, yeah. there's not wizards in no. Game of Thrones, but there's maesters and dragons and fantasy and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So we're going to talk about that. Some Game of Thrones themed uh, rhythms that we usually go through, like our top five. We'll go through our top five Game of Thrones characters that each of us have. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they stack up. Uh, we do have a Browns themed poll of the week, so we'll go through that. We'll talk about some Cleveland sports and... Then we've got uh, some events to preview, including a uh, really cool one that uh, uh, Hannah wants to uh, spotlight. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, how's your week going? It's good. It's actually a nice day outside. I know. I know. kind of sucks that inside. I know. That's why I told you we should do a summery drink for the night. So I'm feeling those vibes. Thanks for... Thanks for, uh, I almost missed that. Thanks for... Uh, what are you drinking, Dance? Yeah, yeah, I could be Jordan. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, usually I tell that to Jordan. True. But, uh, so yeah, I I was wondering what beer of the week should be. Jordan usually comes up with that. Uh, so I texted Hannah, and she said something summery. So I went to the local beverage store, and I was honestly probably just going to get Prosperity, because it's a... So good. It's a known classic. Um, and it's a great summary beer, but this one kind of caught my eye. So it's a Belgian triple. It's from Sibling Revelry. It's called Third Wheel. I don't know why it's called Third Wheel, but 
It's a Belgian triple. I don't know what that means. What? Sorry, I'm distracted with the game. Oh, we tied it. Well, my phone's ahead of your TV. Oh, yeah, that's because I'm on. <laughs> I don't have cable. It's Fox Sports Go. So I'm streaming. Spoiler it. alert. Hey, we took the lead. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, Belgian triple. I don't know what that means. Uh, it says you can run, but you can't hide from this golden Belgian style triple. <laughs> brewed with a ton of malt, a little sugar, and authentic Trappist yeast. Don't know what that is. Starting subtle and finishing strong, this odd man out is both dry and sweet. Huh. So that's a pretty apt description. Yeah. It's definitely sweet. It's good. And uh, it's not real, like, carbonated, almost. Mm-mm. No, I agree with that. It's but also 9.2%. It's a lot. Yeah. So. I know, it's good. I mean, I, I enjoy the sweetness and the... You've got the whole six-pack right back. next to you. Yeah, so no. Easy, 9.2. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's really good. Definitely. Uh, I wonder if Jordan's had this. I feel like Jordan's had like every beer. Lots so, to ask him. I, I was trying to find one that uh, maybe he hasn't had. So, and I've never been to sibling rivalry, so I kind of want to try their beers. You know, they're coming out with a Channing Fry beer. I did see that. Yeah, I think it's some sort of IPA. I love it. But we'll Channing see Fry will out. be loved forever in Cleveland. Oh yeah, that entire team. Even true. Mm. Well. Yeah, for for different reasons, <laughs> but yeah. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Uh, like we said, the Indians just took the lead. Wow, that like that's a beautiful. It's a good night to be at the ballpark. Sunset. Yeah, it would be, but alas, we're recording a podcast. Um, so like I said, uh, top five poll of the week. We're still gonna be doing that. Uh, what do we want to start on? Do we want to jump right into Game of Thrones and risk not talking about anything else or? That's probably not... I mean, it's up to you. Right, probably so, will derail us for the rest of the time if we do yeah, it that way. So, just a little bit of a backdrop, <laughs> since I, I haven't really been able to talk about it because Jordan and Jamie don't watch the show. So, on the podcast, I've kind of been bottled up about talking about it. Uh, I got into watching Game of Thrones about... I, I was saying a month before we started, but it's really only been three weeks. I finished the whole show in three so weeks. So, yeah, now you're almost like a month. Yeah. And you're caught up. It was April 23rd. Wow. Yeah. April 23rd. And it's literally, well. It's impressive. Like three and a half weeks. But but impressive or pathetic? Well, I I mean, I get it. I mean, you love the show. So, yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, that's really cool. But people don't watch the show. like, Like, how do you go through eight seasons of a show where the episodes are at least an hour long and you do it in three weeks it sounds bad but if you've watched it you understand (laughs) yeah so i i've had so i've had nights where i'm like okay i watched like an episode or two and then like like after work and it becomes like 11 30 midnight and i've watched five right but i i understand it 100 percent i'm lacking sleep (laughs) worth Uh, it i haven't really done anything in (laughs) three and a half weeks still worth it but it is, because I wanted to, once I got started, I wanted to finish before the final episode, and I did that. No, I understand that. It's hard to avoid spoilers, too. Yeah. So, it is, is, is it your favorite show that you've ever watched? Oh, um, that's a good question. Probably, yeah. yeah. I would say so. It's definitely the most involved I've ever been in a show. Yeah. Um, whether that's, part of it's because I read the books, mm-hmm. but the other part, you know, I've never... 
sought out podcasts or articles or theories like I have mm-hmm. for a show like this. I mean, I've definitely been into other shows, but yeah, no, this is right up there. I don't know. It almost becomes not a way of life, but you start. it's a show you think about throughout the week, yeah. which I don't think that happens very often. Well, yeah, especially like because it's once a week right? for an hour. And I know like just from watching them, and I was lucky because I, I got to watch them like back to back to back. The cliffhangers at the end of every episode would drive me nuts. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. Well, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the, the hardest one was this last season because they had such a long break. Yeah. It was yeah, almost two, two, year, two yeah. years. Yeah. So that was definitely difficult. Um, but I did watch the first like two or three seasons. I had to catch up. And then it right. is it is hard. It's a tough show to watch live. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So I got into it mainly because I was listening to podcasts. And I wasn't listening to like Game of Thrones podcasts or movie podcasts or TV show podcasts. I was listening to sports podcasts, but that's all anybody could talk about, especially mm-hmm. on like podcasts that get recorded on Mondays, like the night, the day after, like that's all they talk about. Like the radio show I listen to on 850, that's all they talk about is Thrones every day. Like they bring it up and they talk about it for a good chunk of their show. Uh, I listen to Pardon My Take, which is a Barstool podcast. Mm-hmm. That's all they talk about. So like I couldn't avoid it. And then especially... When this last season started uh, picking up again, that's all I would see on Twitter on Sunday nights mm-hmm. or Sunday leading up to the night, like people getting ready for it. And then Monday, everybody would react to it. And right. Like, and even people at work are all talking about yeah. it. Well, there's a reason for it. If you haven't checked it out by now. I did. <laughs> Dan got on the bandwagon late, but he sure jumped on that bandwagon oh, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still on it. <laughs> I, s- I said on Twitter that my watch has ended, but mm, it really I love hasn't. that. Well, no, one more. Yeah, then everybody's watch ends. So you want to do our favorite characters? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's hit the top five. Oh, boy. All right, so top five. We're doing our favorite Game of Thrones characters. So uh, throughout the whole show, um, who wants to go first? You want? It's only me and you. Who wants to go first? <laughs> it's totally up to you. I can go. Let's see. How about I'll go first, since you're a more seasoned vet with the show. Oh, okay. And you can be like, okay, that makes sense. And Like, before you give me... Or tell you if it's a terrible pick. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if you give me yours, I might be like, oh, I want to change mine. Like, oh, not no, thinking that's about fair. a character. Yep. All right. So, I'll go five to one. Like, mm-hmm. these are in order, like, to my favorite. Got it. So, five is... Jorah Mormont and for me he's like like John everybody says John Stone John Stone John Snow is like the moral compass of the show like he never does anything wrong blah blah mm-hmm. blah but you can also say that about Jorah mm-hmm. like Jorah is probably even more so than John the most like John went and uh, brought the wildlings into the north which which to us we're not living in that age, and we think, okay, it's going to help them, so do it. But for the people of the north, like in Winterfell or Castle Black, like they're like, what are you doing? Like you're you're going against everything that we believe in. Like we don't let these people through. Jorah is like, like I don't know much about his backstory leading up to when he got involved with 
uh, Daenerys mm-hmm. or Khaleesi or whatever you call her. But he was loyal to a fault. Like, he loved her. He is. He's a, a solid guy. she even, like, casted him out and casted him aside, and he still stayed loyal. He found out, he, he found ways in order to get back into good favor with her. And then, you know, he's touched by the stone men, so then he knows, he's like, okay, well, I can't be around you. So then he goes and she says, you know, find a cure, whatever, blah, 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 and then, you know, all that, but... But he's, like, the most loyal and the most morally uh, with it, I guess. So that that's five. Uh, four for me is the Hound. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Hound because he might have the dirtiest mouth of anybody in the show. <laughs> but he's also, like, if you watch, like, his character arc... Like, he, he has, like, this hard exterior. He was burned by his brother, so he's got that. Like, he has bad attitude and everything. And then you see, like, how he deals with, like, Sansa and then especially Arya. Right. Like, not, like, romantically, but, like, he's he, like, loves Arya. Like, and, yeah, like, I you love see their it, relationship. Like you see it in, like, the, the last episode, The Bells, where he thinks that if Arya goes with him up to the tower... That she's going to die. So he tells her to stay behind. Which we'll get into in a little bit. I'm not really sure how much I liked that part of the episode. But anyway. uh, Let's see. I just realized I have six. Oh, that's okay. So I have two two number fours. I guess tied for four. Samwell Mm -hmm. is four. Gotta love Sam. Samwell is great because, like, when the show started, he was by far the most pathetic character. <laughs> and you just saw him grow, like, as soon as he met Gilly. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, love at first sight. Like, he fell in love with her. And then you saw, like, him grow in intestinal fortitude, for lack of better term. No, he's also got a moral compass of his own. Oh, absolutely. And he's, for their standards, a genius. Right. Um, he cured Jorah. Or at least was the one that was willing to risk his life to mm-hmm. cure him. Uh, he's Jon Snow's best friend. Um, and then he kind of turned into a little bit of a badass. He did. Yeah. He got a little backbone there. Yeah. How else would you kill a White Walker? That's true. And a Then. <laughs> yep. Um, I have a little bit of a theory about this last episode with Sam. Oh, boy. It's You're going to prob- say it now or later. It's not going to happen. I think he might be the one that kills Danny. Well, that's interesting. Because she admitted to him that she not only killed her da- his dad, but his brother. His brother. It's not going to happen. I don't hate that theory. But, or he'll, or maybe he'll be involved. But, um, yeah, so. Three for me is Jon Snow. I feel like a lot of people might have Jon Snow higher, but the, I don't know, Jon Snow's a little confusing to me. What do you mean by confusing? I don't know, I just, well there's the whole like, people say like he's he's morally, like he's righteous and all this, but like, and I'm not saying like he's wrong when he does these things, but he constantly goes against what his people want him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he's not not necessarily wrong, but you know, 
there is that. Um, <laughs> he he didn't know, but he hooked up with his aunt. That's true. It is hard to he overlook didn't know, that. To be fair, once he found out, he was true. very not into it. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. And, like, Jon Snow is, like, the typical, like, he's the hero, like, that's all everybody talks about. Like, oh, Jon Snow is going to take the Iron Throne and blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone thought Jon Snow was going to be the one to kill. The Night King? The Night King. Yeah. That, see. And I love that they did not have him as the one who did. I, I do, too. I don't like the fact that Jon Snow basically did nothing in that, Cor- that episode. Right. I agree with you. But I, I do think it was good because that would have been just too obvious. Yeah. It's very predictable to have him always be the one to take right. someone down. Uh, two for me is Arya. Uh, I I think like from the first like one or two episodes, like I sent you a message saying like art like Arya is gonna be like my favorite. Ep- yeah. I'm finally starting to understand what her whole journey to the many face god black and white temple thing mm-hmm. is starting to do for her now because right. now she's able to kill off like her enemies. It's a like, very strange season. Faces. Yeah, it's really weird. Um. Like every five seconds, who are you? No one. Mm-hmm. And a, I got really annoyed. And a girl, like it's just cr- like the way that they say that is just like so weird. But Arya is two. She killed the Night King. Uh, she's a total badass now. Well, was basically, but now she's she's been trained and like she is a stone cold killer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still very much loyal to her family. There was that. I think it was was it episode two when uh, Littlefinger died of the this last season? The previous season? No, eight. This Littlefinger? Yeah. He died in the season before this. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the end well, of the Well, yours season. probably are all running together at this point because you watch <laughs> them so fast. Yeah. But yeah, no, Littlefinger has not been in the current season. But the, but the build-up to that was like... Arya and Sansa were like mm-hmm. going at each other's throat, but little do we know they were playing everybody. Right. At, ma- mainly, they were playing uh, Littlefinger. What's his What's his actual name? Peter. Peter Baelish. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I love Arya, um, and then number one for me is Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love him. Okay, good. I just I. I love how he plays the game. Like, he's so much smarter than everybody. This last season, not so much. Yeah. Because he doesn't quite know how to handle Danny when she's starting to, like, become agitated right. and, you know, become short-tempered and, you know, her transition into what we call the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. Well, he's usually the comedic relief in a very heavy yeah. show. Yeah. He drinks and he knows things. Right. <laughs> so, I I love Tyrion. I, I mean, we'll get into later who we think is actually going to... Uh, sit on the Iron Throne after everything's said and done, but uh, I think he's one of the contenders. It was solid. It was yeah. a solid top list. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. What's yours? I mean, the thing is with this show, there's so many good characters that you can make an argument to put a dozen people on this list. Yeah. If not more. So I don't know that there's a wrong answer. It's just based on characters you connect mine to. Are, mine are all characters who are still... Like, well, the hound died, but... Right. I have one on here who's not on the show right and now. Before you get started, I do think it's it was so poetic how, like, the hound died. 
I do. That was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah. He took down the brother that burned him, and he died in fire. Falling into fire. It was well done. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do mine. You all ready? Right. Yep. Let's do it. I don't know if I have as elaborate or well-sounding explanations for all mine, but I'll, I'll, I'll see I feel like I, I had do. to. No, it was good. Um, okay. So number five, I'll go from bottom to top as well. I have Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam, for me, is just such a sweetheart, and you just can't help but root for him. Yeah. And I love what a good friend he's been to John. Mm-hmm. Um and I do love how he's become a stronger character. It's just been really fun to watch him. Yeah. I am interested to see if he has a part, if any sort of larger part in the last episode. I'm a little worried they're just going to kind of not yeah, I think even so show too. him again. Right. So, well, because he stayed in the north, right? He did. But there are a lot of people, important yeah. people still there. Sansa stayed in the north. Correct. So um, Brienne's still there. That's so we'll right. see. Yes. Um. So I would like to see him be part of the finale. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I just, he's just such a lovable, lovable little yeah. guy. So yep. uh, number four actually is the only character I have on here that's no longer on the show. And he actually died pretty early on. And it's Syria, who was Arya's yes. uh, sword instructor. What do we say to the god of death? Not today. Not today. I, oh, I love talking. him. Um he, for me, was such a breath of fresh air on the show. I loved his character. He is mostly responsible for the badass that Arya is now. Yeah. And I love how they reference him all throughout all the throughout. show. Yeah. I just loved, I really loved him. And I loved the way he died, even though it sounds super morbid. Mm-hmm. But just defending Arya and the way he went down was... With a wooden sword. Yep. Yeah. It was pretty... Pretty amazing. So he is number four for me. Number three is Jon Snow. I mean, I don't know that I have much new to add from what you said besides he's just, he's wise. Yeah. Uh, He never fails you. I do think he will be the one that ends up on the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. I think that everything has been building up to that moment, especially because he keeps telling people he doesn't want it. Um, While that's predictable, and you never know with this show, it just seems... Not only is he the rightful heir, but he's proven time and time again that that's who the people want, and he's a good a good guy. So, I mean, he's easy on the eyes, so there you go. Uh, I know you care about that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I say the same thing about Khaleesi, so. Yeah, that's true, but now she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Tyrion. I mean. You guys are all a little crazy. Yeah, all of us. You guys, like <laughs> girls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. We're all capable of burning cities to the ground. Yep. Hey. Women scorned, man. Wrong, you guys. Bad (laughs) enough. Maybe. Uh, Tyrion. It's impossible not to love him. He's just. He's two. That's two. two. Yep. I just so appreciate the levity he brings to the show. I mean, he is a fascinating character because he's smart, but just there's times where you're watching Game of Thrones and you're like, this. It's just really heavy. This is really depressing. It's really morbid. Um, and he just has a way of... And here comes drunken Tyrion. Yeah, he's just he's just perfect. And his storyline has... I've just enjoyed every second of it. And I love the way he cares for Sansa. I just love that that storyline played out so well between the two of them. Yeah, still playing out, I think. Yes, I do too. Because I think, I think, I think Sansa is going to end up at King's Landing in this episode. 
Which brings me to number one, because she is my number one. Really? I know. I know that's surprising. Really? But here's why. Okay. And it's more to do with her and the, the writing in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Sansa was my least favorite character in the beginning. Like, she okay. annoyed the crap out of me. She was a whiny brat. She was so mean to Arya. Right. I could not stand her. And to watch the development of her as a character... To watch what she went through with Ramsay, which was horrific, Ugh. and with Cersei, and everything she went through, and she is just like this strong. She she acts like a queen, right? Like she's doing now, and I don't care that she. I do care. It is a little annoying to me that she told on John when he told her not to say the secret. Right. right. But I love that she did at the same time. I just think she, even though Arya, like, on the battlefield is a badass, Sansa is just, like, the pillar of strength to me. And she's yeah. so elegant and holds herself in such a queen-like way. I just really appreciate her character. Especially after what, like, you said she went through, like, with mm-hmm. Ramsay and um, how Cersei treated her. Like, yeah. most people, if they went through that stuff, would, like, break. She, she it feels like she's right. gotten stronger. Right. Like, I she's agree. used that. To make her like I I, I loved uh, episode four of this last season when her and the, when uh, the hound refuses the um, the prostitutes or whatever you, whatever they call them in the show mm-hmm. and Sansa comes comes over and says that you know they would have made you happy at least for a little bit and uh, they start talking whatever and the hound says uh, something like you've grown pretty tough for a little bird and all that. And he says, you know, the stuff that happened to you would not have happened to you if you just would have come with me. And she says uh, something like, if that stuff hadn't happened to me, I'd mm-hmm. still probably be a little bird. It's Meaning true. like she still would probably be a little innocent, mm-hmm. uh, bratty, uh, you know, now she's a woman, but, you know, still like yeah. a girl. I just appreciate how much I've changed my opinion of her. And that's just a credit to not only her acting, but the writing. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I've ever hated a character so much to grow and to love them so much. Yeah. And you bring up a good point because her and Theon essentially went through torture together at the hands of Ramsay. And he came out very damaged. And she came yeah. out just this majestic person who was ready to take over. Speaking as a man... Yeah. If what would have happened to Theon? Well, right. To me, like, but still, he was very like oh, broken, yeah. and she and... took it as an opportunity to become stronger. Yeah, yeah. So, and the way she <coughs> takes care of Ramses is oh, that was awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, that was so, cool. She's a badass in her own way. Because I, I love like when uh, when John was beating the holy hell out of Ramsey, mm-hmm. like you know, pretty much was going to punch him to death, and he looked up and saw Sansa, and you know. John's moral compass, like, knowing what Sansa went through, like, okay, she should be the one to finish him off. Mm-hmm. He stops, and then she, like, asks John or whatever, like, where is he or something. Right. And then that happens. So there you go. That's my <laughs> She's five. like, I loved when, she's like, so you said your, your dogs haven't eaten, so they must be pretty hungry. And he's like, my, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't disobey me, whatever. <laughs> and then it just eats his face off. It's a very vindicating. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah. Sansa. I know that was a surprise at number one, but... Interesting. I know. I don't... I mean, I And don't... she... I think she has a role to play in oh, how I this ends do. up. I 
I like you said, like her and Tyrion. I I. I mean, I guess we can kind of talk about it now, like who we think is gonna end up on the throne. But I think it could be Tyrion, and like, because technically, I guess Tyrion. Well, Tyrion and Sansa were married, mm-hmm. so technically they're still married. Well, I guess, but because then she got married to Ramsay, so I don't know how that all works out. But um, I think they could end up ruling together. That'd be interesting. Whoever sits on the throne, like, and whoever's, like, you know, to the side, like, I don't know, but... <clears throat> yeah. I, I disagree with you. I don't think Jon Snow is going to... I think everybody's going to want him to take it, and once again, he's not going to do what everybody tells him he should do, mm-hmm. and it's going to end up being the right choice, because I don't think he... He doesn't want to rule. Yeah, but arguably that's what makes him the best choice. Right, but that doesn't mean he's going to do it. No, I I can see it going either way. Yeah, but I just I mean I you could you can make an be. you can make an argument for a handful of characters. Mm-hmm. I mean Tyrion, Sansa, Jon Snow. I don't think I don't I don't know you can't really you can't really make a case for Arya. I don't think. No, she's, and I don't think she'd. Want she's to totally either. yeah. She's totally content just like being a badass and killing right. a bunch of bad guys. Um, who else? Make a case for it? I mean, that's probably... I mean, Danny, obviously. But well, I mean, yeah, she's she's on the throne right now. You think. Who knows? Well, there's the, the preview for the last episode. She's walking out of the throne room with the unsullied army, like, standing at attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming that means she's... Which, by the way, where's she getting all of these unsullied armies? What do you mean? Like... Yeah, they won the Battle of Winterfell, but they were decimated. Um, it was a lot more of the Dothraki that got that's true they eliminated were the first than line. the Unsullied. That's yeah, true. a lot of people still died. Yeah, it's um, a good episode. What uh, what do we think about Danny going all Mad Queen? I mean, there's a lot to unpack about that final So, sequence. here's what I'll say about the final episode, because you could talk in circles about it forever, about what makes sense and what doesn't. But basically what it boils down to is I'm not mad at the storyline or how they're taking the show. It just is a rushed way of doing it, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm not surprised or upset that Danny is starting to lose it. I'm not upset of who died, necessarily. I don't love the way they killed off Cersei, um, but I'm not upset about the direction the show is going. It's just tough to feel like they're going through it so fast just for the sake of ending the season. Right. So, I mean, I feel, I feel okay about Danny's storyline. I just, I just don't feel like they invested enough into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like her storyline. I don't know that I necessarily disagree with it because, like, there's there have been, like, she went from zero to a hundred as far as like going crazy, like mm-hmm. really quick. But there have been signs throughout the whole show, like right. in like season two, she talked about, uh, uh, I'll like she'll do anything to get the Iron Throne. She'll burn whole cities to the ground, which mm-hmm. is obviously foreshadowing to what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, there's been some serious triggers for her in the last... I mean... Oh, yeah. Her best friend dying was pretty much 
Yeah. That's what pushed her over the edge. Yeah. Head was cut off and thrown off the wall. Right in front of her. Right in front of her. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree it's rushed, but there's also been, like, her finding out about John, finding out mm-hmm. she's not actually the heir. Yeah. John basically rejecting her. Rejecting her and then disobeying her... What she wanted. Her wish, which mm-hmm. John had pledged himself to her right. as, you know, his queen. Mm-hmm. She told him, don't tell anybody. And, you know, I mean... You can't blame anybody from telling their family, but you're disobeying what she said. Yeah. Um, and then she she obviously feels like people are going behind her back, betraying her. Like, obviously, the whole thing with Varys. Right. Which, that was probably the one thing out of this season that I felt was the most rushed. Varys? Because, like, she said, yeah, if I find out that you betrayed me, I'll burn you alive. Mm-hmm. But Varys has always always been able to talk his way out of everything mm-hmm. and uh and he's always like kind of like slipped out from like danger like going from place to place like this one he's writing a note and then he hears the unsullied come to get him and he burns the note and then it's just like okay it's over yeah he just kind of gives up like, i feel like they could have they could have and maybe they will this episode, just not with Varys. Like, done more of the... Um, John's the actual heir to the throne, not you. And everybody... Know, like, mm-hmm. like everybody's saying. And ri- trying to rise up against her because she won't back down. And maybe they'll do that in this last episode. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that's how I think Sansa's going to get involved. Because she already doesn't like Danny. Mm-hmm. And now she has reason and evidence as to why she shouldn't be ruling. Like, it should be her brother, Jon Snow, or Aegon Targaryen, which is his actual name. I know. The sixth of his name, or whatever they said. Mm -hmm. I never understood that reference, by the way, the first of his name, until uh, they revealed that Jon Snow's actual name's Aegon Targaryen, because... Oh, yeah. Because Maester Aemon, when he's on his deathbed, is talking about his brother Aegon Targaryen. Right. But that's not... He's not referring to Jon Snow. He's referring to the guy that Jon Snow was named after. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So, like, Jon Snow, they said sixth of his name. So, obviously, he's the sixth Aegon Targaryen. Right. Yeah. So, who do you think has the throne at the end? I think it's going to be that combination of Tyrion and Sansa. All right. I don't hate that ending either. Yeah. I just think it's too obvious for Jon Snow to be. I feel like there's... Like, this show, very rarely... Very rarely have they given you what the obvious is. Like you said, with the Night King. Mm -hmm. Jon Snow not killing the Night King. Right. There's There's other examples of that. Um... I'm trying to think. Like the whole uh, when Cersei blows up the Sept, mm-hmm. Sept of the uh, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't see that. I mean, obviously something was going to happen, but you didn't see like the entire thing. Like until you saw Lancel Lannister get chase that little kid down into the bottom, and then he sees all the wildfire. That's what's called, right? Wildfire. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I know. I, it'll be really interesting. Did, yeah. And I'm disappointed that the episode is supposed to be as short as it is. Yeah, they it's less than like an hour. They said less than an hour and a half. I know. I feel like we deserve more. Like, I wonder if that's going to end up being like a... Um, like a gotcha. Like, it's actually two hours long or something. <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. But. Yeah. I am... I am bummed they did the shortened season. I think it's showing. But I've loved this so, show for so long that I'm not willing to sit here and first, trash it. Is this the first season that they're doing the show without the books because the books haven't gotten written yet? I don't think it's the first. I... They've been off script for a little bit. Okay. Because I know... But I don't know exactly what season it started. That's a lot of people's gripes because they don't like the fact... They don't like this season because they don't like that... Uh, the writers don't have anything to go off of. They're just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, showing it's a little like bit. It's like the first, like, six-plus seasons, it's all been, like, not exactly to a T of what the books, because there's some details that I've read and have listened on podcasts that they leave out for whatever reason. But there's always been, like, that structure. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is what happened in the books. This is relatively what happens in the show. And this is, like... The end of last season and then this season has been, like, when they're kind of, like, on their own, doing their own thing. Yeah, I and I don't know how much help they're getting from the author. I think that that relationship kind of went sour a little bit, so that could be part of it. Okay. Um, the only thing that I'm upset about, and I already think I mentioned this to you, that they went off script with was that prophecy that Cersei received when she was a kid. So, in the books, oh, yeah. there was a prophecy that said... That Cersei, that all of her children would die, mm-hmm. that she would re- be replaced by a queen who was more beautiful than her. True, assuming we're talking so about Danny, right? And that she would be killed at the hand of her brother. And so she grew up. She always thought that was Tyrion. So that's part of the reason she's been yeah. hunting him down so often. Right. And she obviously would never think that Jamie would turn on her. So I really thought that Jamie was going to be the one. Yeah. I mean, if you were in a court of law, like, very loosely, you could say, well, Tyrion was the hand of the queen that ended up destroying right. the city that killed her. But, but he also not... asked her not to. Right. So, yeah. I am disappointed that Cersei went down just with a collapsing tower. Yeah, that's I really what I wanted, wanted to get to, be to next. More that's really what I And, and I, I mentioned earlier about the whole scene with the hound, like the Clegane Bowl. Mm-hmm. And him telling Arya, like... You like you can't go out and usually Arya never listens to anybody, and for her to say like, okay, and then say uh, like for the first time in the whole show somebody called the Hound by his first name, which mm-hmm. is like Sandar or something, mm-hmm. and she called him that, and she's like thank you. I'm like that that's not Arya. Like Arya would have been like, no, get out of the way. I'm going to kill Cersei. Because throughout the whole show, like there was, there was when she was, she couldn't go to sleep until she said all. Right. She said the names of all the uh, people she wanted to kill. Cersei was always on that list. I know. And she got so close. And for her to just be like, "Okay, yeah, you're right," mm-hmm. like she's been fearless this entire show, and for her to like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, if a castle's collapsing and there's rubble falling all around you, yeah, probably in your gut probably aren't going to go up there but like her character was like is fearless she doesn't stop she doesn't listen to anybody she gets what she wants 
And then for her to just be like, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Yeah, I think I'm more disappointed in what they did with Jamie's storyline. And that's, I think, the only thing that... The only thing in this episode that really got to me was this. Because I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, that's it? Like, that's how they die? I thought for sure they were yeah. coming out of that and somehow. And that's, that's another thing that was so rushed to me. Like, Yeah. So there was the whole... There was the whole... Lack of a better word. Climax of uh, Jamie and Brienne finally, like, you know, hooking up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day, he's like, peace, I'm out. I'm going to, well, I'm going to find Cersei. Sure. The entire... The entire series, like, Jamie is slowly coming around to, you know, realizing he's on the wrong side of things, right? And he's caring about these people he's with and the whole storyline with Brienne and, you know, he's turning into this lovable, noble character. And all of a sudden it was like, nah, I'm going to go back. Like, I just don't, yeah, that I I don't understand any of it. And I don't understand the scenes with Bran of, like, him apologizing. Yeah. And, like, going back into, like, the mistakes he's made. Only to then turn around and go right back to it. it I just, that's the only storyline like, I'm I, not I could buying. Under, I, I could understand if, uh, like, he went back and played it off as, like, I'm going to kill my sister because of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then got back to her. And then she talks him into... Right. Because that's what she's done the whole series of the show. Right. But for like you know, for him to like come in and he gets to the red keep and he goes up to like Cersei's chambers and then, you know, has a sword in his hand, is like ready to like kill her before Danny levels the whole city and then somehow Cersei talks him out of it and talk like, Hey, you know, we can run away and be together and, you know, live our he's the one that tried to do that. Right. And then they went down into the whatever and then yeah. he found out that the the rubble had trapped them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's the only thing about the episode I was really not thrilled with. Yeah. The rest of it, besides it feeling rushed. Rushed and like, like I understand they want to play up uh, Danny turning into the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. But if your main objective was to take the throne, you're on a dragon. The only thing that can kill your dragon are those, whatever they call them, those giant bow and arrow things that were on the ships and then were on the walls. You destroyed all of them. So there's literally nothing that can stop you. All you have to do is fly up to the Red Keep and just kill Cersei. Mm-hmm. Just Dracarys. Like, just Dracarys her ass, like, down to hell. But she, it's just weird because she hears the bells. And she knows, like, that means they're surrendering. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't do anything until she hears the bells, and then she just lights everybody up. I mean, I get it. Like, they're playing, like, she's basically becoming her father. But it's just like, the whole show is, she wants to take over the Iron Throne. She wants to liberate the people. She wants to be a queen that the people can believe in. Like, blah, 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 blah. She free slaves all over the seven kingdoms or and then she kills a million people she's crazy yeah she is lost it yeah well i guess we'll find out on sunday yeah so you said Jon snow is going to be on the throne i think so all right i was putting money on it i said tear i'm gonna i'm gonna say Tyrion, but i think Tyrion and sansa will be together and will rule maybe they'll get married again 
Maybe. You never know. <laughs> or it could be Sansa. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go with Tyrion just for the sake of... So I can't weasel out of being right or wrong. So I'll say Tyrion. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy to think we'll know that answer in just a few days. I know. Sunday. Did you see Miles Garrett is uh, trying to organize a watch party? No. Yeah. Good for him. Through like uninterrupted. Oh, that's cool. I don't know where it's going to be. That would be really But fun. if it's going to be in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That would be really cool. Yeah. I wonder if like he's trying to like rent a theater or something. That'd be the only thing I can think of. He's not going to have people at his house. No, I would think probably like a bar where they project it. Maybe. Because you want people to be able to like eat and drink and hang out. True. Who knows? That'd be sweet. Yeah. Uh, He tweeted about it like a week ago. He hasn't said anything since, so maybe it fell apart, but I don't know. We'll have to keep our eyes out for it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I've been right here. I know. Watching it for a month, so. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I just hope it's not disappointing. Yeah. I'm going to try my best to not go in with that attitude. Because I feel like if I go into that attitude, like, oh, I just don't want this to suck. I feel like I'm, I'm going to go into it, like, looking for a reason to not like it. Yeah, and I mean, people are so down on the last episode. And I do understand where people are coming from, but... The fact of the matter is, this show has been incredible from start yeah. to now. Yeah. And not episode is going to make everyone happy. And do I agree with the decision to make this a six-episode season? No. Right. Did HBO offer them a ton of money to make it longer? Sure. And I'm bummed that they decided not to do that. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. They got Why? offered like $10 million to extend the season. Why did they not? Well, I did... I just... I think... This I did hear that the, the writers and directors are signed a contract with Disney to do, like, the next two Star Wars movies. Mm. Well, I think, yeah, there's been so much. This has taken so long. I mean, this geez, there's these six episodes. We're two years yeah. later. Yeah, so the Battle, I just think the Battle of Winterfell was, what, like 55 days, they said? Yeah, and I think everyone's just done, and I get it. It's just hard when you that starts to come through in the show you're watching yeah so if i take the feeling rushed out of it the indians scored 10 runs for the first time all year the first time all year they've scored 10 runs this is a crazy play too not to and they still have bases loaded not to totally no it's fine i don't i mean i'm gonna love this show no matter what yeah it has been so entertaining for me and I wish we could have it longer, but I think I'm always going to feel that way. I think I'll like it too, mo- mostly because like I haven't had the time to like, and I'm not saying like I'm like qualified to be critical of the show, but I feel like because I've only watched it for not even a month, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be able to like digest it enough to be like, okay, like this this isn't how it should happen. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, like now, we're five days from the last episode, and I've listened to three podcasts about it, so I feel like I can talk about it a little bit, which we've done for the last like half an hour. Mm-hmm. But 
I think I'll probably like it, especially in the moment. I'll probably like it whatever way. I agree. And you have to appreciate it no matter what. I mean, even though the last episode was so whatever way you felt about it, like visually, what's happening and the show itself is just so impressive. And I mean, take the storylines out of it. Just what they do with the effects and the show and it's how you become so invested in the characters show is great yeah and anytime a show like this ends there's always going to be people unhappy with how it ends oh of course any great show that's what happens yeah. so i'm going to go into it it's very, very as positive rare, as possible yeah. very rarely does a show end the way people want it to end right like not even just a show like this but like if you look at any like sitcom that's ended or anything like that like the way Seinfeld ended, right. everybody hated that. Friends. Friends, How I Met Your Mother, right. like any show like that, like nobody liked the way the show ends. And that's just more, half, I think people are sad the, that it's ending. Right. That's what I was going to say is, yeah, that's like the biggest thing is people don't want it to end, so they're going to find a reason not to like it so they can keep talking about it. Which I think is part of what's happening here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there are aspects that have been rushed. Absolutely. But I don't think they've strayed from any parts of the story that they shouldn't like like every literally everything is still out in the open like we right. talked about there's a, at least a handful of people that you can conceivably see uh sitting on the iron throne at the end yeah there's not like like i mean it's very unlikely but uh danny could end up winning the last battle and ruling i mean the entire show has built up to her getting the Iron Throne, so she gets it. Can you imagine if she's actually the last one on it? Oh, it'd be, it would be pretty crazy. I actually wouldn't hate it. They'd have to, they'd have to really do some reconciliation from how the last episode ended. Yeah, right. But it's possible. Yeah. Um, but like the whole show has been about her getting the Iron Throne. Literally the whole show. Yeah. So for her to get it in the second to last episode and then just get killed, like I, I can see how she how she could end up staying. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't either. And but... I don't necessarily want it to happen, but I could see it. Be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll come back on next week and talk about it. Yeah. And Jordan will hate it. Sir Jordan, yeah, Jordan, <laughs> love that. Uh, all right. That was uh, about 35 minutes. I know. Sorry. Sorry. I'm the one that... I could still talk about it. I know. Um, so, just real quick. Our poll of the week. Not a real good segue. That was really weird. <laughs> How um, do you segue from that to anything else? I don't else? know. I don't know. Yeah. Cleveland Sports. Let's talk about it. Poll of the week. Indians um, are winning. Yeah. They are. Whoa. They're about to score They're 13 still runs. still winning. This is the it's the coming out party for the offense. Whatever it takes, right? Yeah, Carlos. There we go. Anyway, so the poll of the week. Uh, this has been like an obnoxious. I don't know how much you're following. I'm so sick of it. This is an absolutely obnoxious thing that Cleveland media is forcing, and unfortunately now because they forced it so much, it's getting national attention is Odell Beckham Jr. not showing up to voluntary OTAs, which 
for the folks out there who don't know what an OTA is, that's uh, off-season training activity. So they don't even call it practice, even though that's they, they're practicing and lifting and working out and stuff. Um, so it's voluntary within the collective bargaining agreement. They don't have to be there. Most players are there, but they don't have to be there. Odo Beckham Jr. has never gone to voluntary off-season OTAs ever when he was with the Giants. No, and it's not like he's sitting on his butt. Like he's working out on his own with his own trainers. Mm-hmm. But writers in this city have to make a big deal out of everything because they have nothing to talk about. So I wanted to ask listeners and people that follow us uh, whether they think it's a big deal so I can back up my claim that it's not a big deal. And the people came through for me. I saw. I looked at the results. Yeah. This is like, we got the most votes on Twitter I think we've ever gotten. Really? Yeah. We don't really get a lot of votes on Twitter because we don't have a lot of followers yet on Twitter. Mm. We just cracked 100. Hey. Yeah. Um, so Twitter, 79% said no, it's not a big deal. 21 yes. Facebook said 84 no, 16 yes. Did my dad vote? I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, should have asked him. What do you think he would have voted? He would have voted no. Yeah. I just... I'm so... I'm just so sick of this. I mean, yeah. the everyone who matters has spoken on this already. Yeah. And it just won't go away. Right. It It is nothing. It should not even be getting attention. Like you said, he's never done this. It's voluntary. Mm-hmm. He's a professional and a good player at that Mm -hmm. if not great hall of fame um he's fine he knows what he's doing yeah and he's been in the league now for five years he knows what he has to do to keep himself in shape it's a non-story like he's in bad shape anyway like i know it's it's so ridiculous and the fact that people continue to make such a big deal out of it yeah (sighs) i don't know yeah so i mean it, it there have been his old teammates in new york have been quoted saying he's a great teammate. Mm-hmm. His He has a couple new teammates on the Browns who were his teammates in the Giants. They both said he's a great teammate. He's friends with a bunch of the a bunch of Browns players already before he even got traded there. They all said he's a great guy. Just because he doesn't show up for something that's voluntary. And he's a college teammate with if, Jarvis. Right. So, like, in my world, if, if there's some... If there's something in our, we don't, I mean, in our jobs, we don't really have off seasons. We go to work five days a week, you know, Mm -hmm. 40 hours, whatever, more, sometimes more, sometimes 40 hours a week. So we don't really technically have an off season. If we had an off season and I had something for work that was voluntary, I'm not going. Right. Like I'm going somewhere else. I'm not going to be at work if I don't have to be there. Well, also when you can get the job done at home right like if that's like me having the opportunity to work from home like i'm yeah. gonna take it yeah of course but like if if it's something that we don't necessarily have to go to mm-hmm. but we're like strongly encouraged by my boss like yeah maybe i'll go because i don't make millions of dollars like these athletes mm-hmm. and uh in my job i'm not really empowered like these athletes i do what my boss tells me to do but if If at my job, 
they tell me that I don't have to be somewhere and it's not going to affect my standing with my job. It's not going to affect the way I do my job, meaning like say it's a seminar and like you don't have to go there. But if you go there, you're going to learn more about how to do your job better. I'll probably go. Mm-hmm. But if it has nothing to do with anything, if I'm not getting a bonus, if I'm not you know, doing that, I'm probably not going. Yeah, I'm just, I just feel like this is more a result of the Indians struggling and the Cavs not having a lot going on and people are really reaching. Yeah. And Odell is a popular sports figure as it is. So any storyline with him is going to pick up more attention than typical. Yeah. And it's just irrelevant to me. Yeah. Let me know when he actually causes the problem. I, I know. So they have a mandatory. They have now. Now they have a mandatory mini camp on June third, and it's like for three days, and then they get like another month off before training camp starts. If he's not at something that the NFL claims to be mandatory, okay, then there's an issue. Right. But when stuff's voluntary, and the guy, like you said, it's essentially the same as you having the opportunity to work from home. You're still getting your job done. It's the same thing as him working out with a personal trainer in L.A. Mm -hmm. He's getting his body in shape. He's getting ready for the season, but he's doing it at home or wherever. So I don't think it's a big deal. It's being made into a big deal, and it's getting me fired up, but not because he's not there. It's because our media doesn't have anything to talk about because it's the middle end of May, and there's nothing to talk about. So once mandatory stuff starts, it'll all go away. Yep. And then so we'll... whoever voted no, that it's not important. Is that what the right answer was? Yeah. You 80 ish percent of people. Yeah. You were correct. Yeah. The rest of you are wrong. That's right. Whoever you were. <laughs> Sorry, dad, if you voted yes. I don't think he did. I'm sure he didn't. Does your dad have a Twitter account? No. Okay. Oh. I can't. I can't see who vote. I can see on Facebook who votes what. Mm-hmm. I can't on Twitter. It doesn't no, tell me. he's only on Facebook. I can tell you who voted yes. It'd be hilarious if he did. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't call them out. No, only if it's my dad. We're not gonna out people. No. Uh, no one will vote in a poll again. Huh? No one will ever vote in a poll yeah, again. I know. <laughs> um. All right. So real quick. Cavs hired a coach. Yes. This is what I was hoping we were going to talk about next. Hannah likes this coach. All right. So, full. I mean, I'm a Michigan person, so I'm excited based on that anyway. You're an Ohio person who's a Michigan fan. You're not a Michigan person. Michigan fan. I love this hire. I know you're not as excited as I am. Oh, I'm I'm not. I, I never said it was a bad hire. I just, I have concerns. So, one of the biggest things about him that I was reading in an article on ESPN was they really selected Way him. Way to source it. Nice. I like well, that. Well, oh I didn't come up with this on my it? own. I don't know that. Um, was that the Cavs are really looking for someone that's going to come in and like really work on the culture, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge thing for the Cavs because they've had so many emotional ups and downs as a team. And with a LeBron leaving, coming back, leaving again, Going from a national championship caliber team to like one of the worst records in the NBA. Yeah, they like, really don't just, have a culture right now. Right, it's been they they don't really have an identity. They're like yeah, their identity was LeBron. Yeah, they're like a rudderless ship right now. Right, or were. 
And so that's something this coach is known for, is yeah. having a very strong culture. Um, he's been fantastic at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not – this is not the first NBA team who's reached out and wanted him to be a head coach. But what I was reading was that he never wanted to go far from his home in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. So he turned down Atlanta, and I don't remember who else. So it's not the first time NBA has shown interest in him. And I'm excited. I think he's known for being very intelligent mm. and having a very good locker room. Yeah. And that's what they need. And they have a lot of young guys. And since he, he started, I think I was reading, like, high school basketball. Yeah. And, like, junior high even. And went through every division. Worked his way up. So, I don't know. I I love it. I think he's going to be great for the young guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say my concerns first. Um, he's 66 years old. Hey, now. Um, which. Age is just a number. I, <laughs> I understand. But. He's 66 years old, so you know he's not going to be around for a long time. I mean, maybe maybe they hired him to get to get the ship righted. Maybe that's his purpose. Right. Which, if that's the case, and he does it, that's great. It's a home run hire. But, like, it's just an out-of-the-box hire for me because he's 66 years old, and he has no NBA experience. He's never coached at any level in the NBA. Never an assistant. Uh, obviously never a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that matters. Well, and that was his choice. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that matters. Like you said, like other NBA, it's not like it's not like the Cavs are going out on a limb and are the only team that even wanted to consider him. Like he interviewed with teams last year and decided, mm-hmm. you know, I don't. Uh, who knows if he got offered jobs last year, but he decided to stay at Michigan because he didn't want to leave. Go blue. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, those are my concerns. I I did some reading. I he's he's very offensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a really good offensive system. Too bad we didn't have him with LeBron, man. Yeah, oh, well, I could have had God Himself coaching the Cavs, and I don't think LeBron would have listened to him. True. Um, there's that. He he does what what I do like is at Michigan, Michigan doesn't get a lot of top recruits in basketball. Mm-hmm. But Beeline does a heck of a job developing the recruits and the talent that he gets. So he's been to the Final Four twice in the last, like, few years. Well, he's been he's been at he was at Michigan for twelve years and he got to the Final Four twice, but the but the two trips to the Final Four have been recent. Mm-hmm. They have been. So and they don't get top recruits, but he's able to develop them and fit them into a system that works for them, and he gets success. So if he can translate that from college to the NBA, uh, I think it could be really good. So I'm not close minded on it. It's not like they could get worse <laughs> so true. true yeah yeah they could and get... i'm not sure it's like a super risky move no because like what you are you said, gonna lose right like you said they can't really get worse right uh, but we all knew that was gonna happen it's not like this season was a shocker it's not like i'm sitting no. here disappointed i'm actually super encouraged that they had such good attitudes and actually showed signs of improvement yeah and i'm i'm excited about the hire i think it'll be good 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do with the draft. Uh, I'm so annoyed. They aren't drafting where well, where we would all hope. I, I just wish they would have gotten in the top three. I, I know, me too. I would have been fine. I think any player in the top three this year's draft, you know they're at least going to be good. Well, we pretty much know who the three will be. Right. That's what I'm, like Zion, John Morant, and R.J. Barrett in right. whatever order you want. I mean, obviously Zion's first, but... Um, but after that, I mean, I don't know. There's guys like from Virginia, from Texas Tech, from North Carolina, but, you know, who knows? It's a crapshoot. I mean, historically, the fifth pick has been a good slot, but that differs with every year. Yeah. You don't know. I know. I really wanted one of those three. But we've had some pretty favorable lotteries in our True. recent years, so yeah. I can't complain too much. Right. Yeah. LeBron, Kyrie. Yeah. There was that whole Anthony Bennett guy that didn't really work out, but we'll not. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to go there. We had Andrew Wiggins, which turned into Kevin Love. So literally yeah. three out of those four guys that we drafted number one overall are what led us to our championship. That's true. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I also found it a little curious that they hired Beeline before the lottery. I kind of like it. Like, let him have his say. Because that's just going to be who he's coaching. Well, I, I meant like, but like not before the draft, before the right. actual lottery, like when we found out where we're going to be drafting. Because I feel like if we would have, to me, I think that, I'm not, the lottery's not fixed. So <laughs> Jordan and I got into a Twitter argument about where not the Cavs are drafting. It's not fixed because if it was fixed, New York would have gotten the number one pick and L.A. would have gotten the number two pick because right. they want those two teams to be good, not New Orleans and Memphis. Memphis, like, half the time you forget that they even have a basketball yeah. team. Yeah. I'm mostly just mad the Lakers are ahead of us, but that's just... Yeah, that's a little... I'll that, get over that, it. That makes all Cavs fans a little butthurt. It is. But... Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. The lottery is not fixed. Well, yeah, that's not fixed. I totally blanked. <laughs> totally. Sorry, that's probably my fault. No, it's not. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. I really have no idea where I was. That we I just hired the coach before the lottery. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Co-host of the year. Yeah, right? Do you hear that, Jordan and Jimmy? <laughs> um... I, I thought it was interesting because I feel like if the Cavs not not and again not to say I dislike the hire but I feel like if the Cavs had the number one pick they'd become so much more attractive oh I to see other what you're coaches saying. that potentially would want the job I get it and I don't know who that would have been but if if you have a job opening and you have Zion Williamson coming right. into your team like there would be not and and you know, there would be other coaches from college that that mm-hmm. might express interest in the job. Well, the only thing to say there is they must have been super confident in who they wanted. Yeah, maybe that's so it. So maybe that was their top pick. Maybe that's it. And if he turns out to be right, then hats off to them. Yeah, I mean, it gives them ample time to start working on things, that's for sure. Yeah, this is... I, I, I the, the Cavs roster next year, well, this technically this coming year, I think it's going to look a lot different 
Mm-hmm. Um, your your favorite player's not well. He wasn't on the team this year, but technically, he's technically he was. on the team. <laughs> he's not going to be anymore. I love him. I still love him. Yeah, they're gonna trade his contract. Yeah. Which they should, because they should. He is not really fit to be on a team that's rebuilding. No. He no. could still, and we're talking about J.R. Smith. If if you don't know, Hannah's favorite player. If you haven't listened to past episodes. Yeah. I kind of love I, him. I feel like he could still help a championship level team as as a role player off the bench, kind of like what he did. Well, he started with the Cavs, but right. but anyway, he's not he's not a guy that you can put on a team that's young and developing. But he's so fun. Yeah. Everything he does makes me laugh. Um. So yeah, I, I the Cavs are going to look a lot different. I think come opening night next year, no Channing Fry. That's that's I don't even know what I'm sad. more sad about. Probably the JR thing just because I've loved him for so long, yeah. but the Channing Fry just because he's so loved in yeah. Cleveland. Right. And he came back like that's a tough one. He's going to have but a beer. I'm just really are losing the guy who throws soup at people and that makes me the most sad. So Not just people, throws soup at his own coaches. I know. And people's cell phones. Yep, in the club. Yeah. He did that. And lives his life shirtless. He did that for a while. He's just fantastic. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Yeah. So that's what's going on. And and by the way, the we, we talked about how we didn't like where the Cavs uh, ended up in the lottery, but I don't think we. Well, if if you're a Cavs fan, you don't know where the Cavs are drafting after the lottery. I I don't I shouldn't really have to say, but they got the fifth pick. So Cavs will be drafting fifth. Who knows what they're going to be. Yeah. Who knows who they'll get, but we'll see. Uh, Indians are up 13-7. It's at the bottom of the eighth. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the eighth inning, so looks like hopefully they'll get the win, barring a total bullpen meltdown tonight. Which is definitely possible. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so, yeah, they'll be 23-19, and 19, I think, something like that. I don't want to talk too much about them because there's not much to say. They win two games, then lose three, then win three, then They'll, lose three, then lose I two. I still believe they're going to write their shit. They're the Jekyll and Hyde tribe. I still believe it'll be okay. I just, the Kluber things, that's a really sad part of it. That's a bummer. But it could it could end up in there. He wasn't right anyway before he broke his arm. Yeah. He was having a tough... So maybe this gives him a chance to not only, ha- not only his arm reset, but his whole self just reset and come back uh clevenger hopefully is going to come back before he'll be back soon yeah so he can't come back until june something mm-hmm. even if he's healthy because the indians put him on a 60 day dl so right. he has to be out for 60 days but i think he'll be back pretty much as soon as that's I think over so too um, um we'll yeah. see though i mean i'm not i refuse Lindor just hit a foul ball out of the ballpark yes um, I refuse to panic about anything Indians until the trade deadline comes and goes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. There's, it's too long of a season. It's frustrating and we're very we're very right and fair in our frustrations to voice them at this point, but it's yeah. I know what I forgot to tell you too. Lindor doubles. Uh oh, <laughs> my phone is so good. Uh Paul Dolan. Yeah. Was the speaker at Abby's graduation commencement last weekend? I think I s- somebody else I knew got graduated or got graduated. Wow, <laughs> somebody else I knew 
graduated that same day from Cleveland State. Yes. So I saw it like on Instagram or something or whatever. But so yeah. here's the thing. I have very much hesitated or shied away from talking any bad things about the Dolans because I love the Indians so much and I do think the Dolans have done some really great things. Mm-hmm. But that man is not a very gifted public speaker. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, I know. I Yeah. I've seen interviews with him. Yeah. That I whole family was is weird. so disappointed. That whole family is weird. His, <sighs> his, his cousin owns the Knicks, and they're the biggest train wreck in the NBA. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really even know what, the, I just don't think that that's his forte. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, well, in my opinion. <laughs> Neither is spending money. Financially, owning a professional sports team is not his forte either. Well, that's not true. He's made a lot of money. Not according to him. Well, when he sells, he'll make a lot of money. Yeah. According to him, they lose money every year, which I don't want to get started. We on can't that go again. back down that road. Because that's one of the most. But yeah, I was disappointed because as disingenuous a things you could fan. ever tell your fans. <laughs> I was. I was pretty disappointed because, like, being there, I was like, "Oh, this is a speaker I actually care about. This is going to be cool." Yeah. Public speaking is not his thing. Hey, Kipnis grounded out. Did your phone tell you that? No, I only get scoring updates. <laughs> Only the good stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's wrap up here. Uh, have Have you ever been to the Taste of Lakewood? Yes. Okay. So that's coming up. It's really good. I wrote that down. I don't know when it is. I think it's in like a couple weeks. I don't know. It's is it a street festival? It is. It's actually. I mean, Lakewood has so many good places as is. Yeah. Uh, there's always a really good turnout. Is it on like Madison or Detroit? I think it's on Detroit. Okay. It's that's such a good it's such a good event if you can go to it. Yeah. So I've been to the Taste of Tremont. Yeah. But I'm guessing it's pretty similar. It is June 9th. There you go. At Madison Park. Thanks, Jordan. You got it. (laughs) You don't even need Jordan. Yeah. Do you hear that? (laughs) Uh, No, it's really good. Um, Lakewood has so many good bars and restaurants, so to see them all out in one spot is always a good time. Yeah. But then they usually have pretty good entertainment. They have a lot of the cool Cleveland apparel usually out there. Oh, yeah. Well, because GB Art works in Lakewood. Right. GB Art's right there. And then um, that Homage? Is that what it's called? Homage. Homage. Yeah. That's, that was there last time. Mm-hmm. They're so. Columbus. They're- well, technically they're headquartered in Columbus. Okay. They have they have the shop at Crocker and Yeah. Yeah. They it's make, a good time. They make Cleveland shirts, all you know, all kinds of Cleveland shirts. They do good stuff. It's oh, I think it's both. I think it's Saturday the eighth and Sunday the ninth. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah. there you go. Check it out. Food, T shirts. I'm sure there'll be some sort of music presence. Drinks. Drinks, yeah. That stuff. Be a good time, right? Yeah. Always. I'm a, as a Lakewoodite, support any and all things Lakewood. Is that what you say? Lakewoodite? I think so. Can you think of a better term? Lakewoodian? Mm. That sounds weird. (laughs) Lakewoodite. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, So one other thing that you mentioned you wanted to talk about was this stand-in event that the City Mission is putting on. What's that all about? Yes. So... For those of you who've listened to the podcast from the beginning days, um, you mm-hmm. will know that I am 
connected to the City Mission, which is a homeless shelter in the Cleveland area. They have a men's and a women's shelter. And this summer, so on June 29th, which is a Saturday, they are hosting an event in Public Square. And the goal is to do a stand-in and have 3,000 people attend to represent the amount of kids that are recorded as homeless in the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. So 3,000 is probably a generous number because a lot of them go unreported because right. families don't want to admit that. Yeah. So really the number is probably a lot higher, but mm-hmm. what's showing as reported right now is 3,000 children just in Cleveland schools alone. So yeah. it's really to raise awareness for that. And so the missions behind the stand-in are to see, so to see the crisis, um, to stand, so attending the stand and then serve and like how you can get involved with different organizations in the Cleveland area and how to kind of help with this. So it is June 29th, which is a Saturday in Public Square. It starts at 4, and there's going to be all sorts of, like, activities there. It's going to be family-friendly, so kids definitely can attend. Uh, There's going to be food trucks and entertainment and music and then some different speakers. We're hoping the mayor will be there, which would be neat. Um, The president of the Cleveland School Board will be there. And a couple of other places will have, like, different booths and tables. So Haven Home and some other organizations that serve the Cleveland area. So it's free. So all you have to do is register. And mm-hmm. the City Missions posted it. I've posted it. I can send you the event. And yeah, we'll post it. Like to post it. Yeah. But it's really the goal is just to get people there. And then they're going to have, like, a stand-in moment where it's almost like a moment of silence. And everyone has a sign yeah. of, like, a kid they're standing in for. So oh, okay. It's going to be really neat and hopefully very powerful, and it's really just a way to, a, like, way, ways, raise awareness for uh, the amount of homeless kids in Cleveland, but also a way to kind of find organizations that you might want to get involved with yeah. or ways to help that you may not be aware of. So, yeah. It'll be neat. Yeah, for it's sure. It's kind of overwhelming when you start looking at the numbers that way, and I think oh seeing 3,000 people in one spot and knowing that this is actually the amount of kids who are homeless is yeah it like public square will be full of people yeah just just for that like not even just like all the like the volunteers and the vendors and like the food vendors and all that just like if if you get like one person for every person mm-hmm. like that's uh, like that's it'll be staggering to actually like because you think of like three thousand like like okay like 20,000 people go to an Indians game every night. Right. So it's not. But when you see like 3,000 people just standing in an area like Public Square, like mm-hmm. it's it's going to be pretty like eye-opening. And that's just kids. And that's yeah. just Cleveland City Schools. So it's pretty, pretty overwhelming. And there's going to be a lot of information. Um, I was learning a little bit more about it tonight of just statistics. So yeah. not only like how many kids are homeless in Cleveland area, but how that affects them, you know, in school and the effects it can have later in life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy to just not be aware of it at all. Yeah. So it'll be a neat event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely post about it. Uh, you, what day is that again, you said? Saturday, June 29th. June 29th. So about six weeks out. So it if you're interested. It better be warm at that point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it better be. It was 75 today. Yeah, so. it was a beautiful day. 
hopefully hopefully we'll at least be 60 for like the foreseeable future that'd be nice at least hey the indians won look at that 14 runs how about that uh, like Kipnis had two home runs tonight. Baseball team. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll post we'll post uh, on that event coming up, and uh, get involved. Um, yes. And if you want to come, just be sure you register online because they're trying to have a semi-accurate count. Yeah. And we'll provide the link for there. all that stuff too. Yeah. Sure. Super easy. For all of our followers on yeah. <laughs> Twitter, we just crossed a hundred. Hey, if all hundred of you come. That's a Got good us- deal. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's pretty much going to do it. I appreciate uh, all of our non-Game of Thrones listeners, if you're still listening right now, for sticking it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I needed I needed to have a forum to talk about it because I've spent the last month of – basically the last month of my life dedicating to this show and not doing anything else. So I needed to get a lot out. I could talk about it, like, a lot more, but – yeah, I've had a lot more time to process it than you have. Yeah. Like, I could go through, like, season by season and talk about stuff. <laughs> like, For yeah. anyone out there who hasn't watched the show. Watch it. If you haven't gotten fired up from this episode, I don't know what's wrong you with you. You can do what I did and watch it in a month and only spend $15 for HBO now. True. And then cancel it. I can't wait to cancel it Sunday <laughs> night. Um, yeah, I spent, well, I spent, it's 15 bucks a month. I spent 15 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad. Because it's like a it's like a one week trial, and then you start like the thing, whatever. The it's subscription. worth it. I promise. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I have tempted to just start watching again. You catch a lot more if you do. I'm sure I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like anything else. But all right. It's so not like anything else. There's nothing like this. No, I mean like I know. Like if you watch, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just if you watch time. anything else the second time through, you're gonna catch more you stuff. You do. It's There's like a just movie. so much foreshadowing and things you don't catch the first time because yeah. you're just trying to understand what's going on. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw Avengers Endgame, and I want. I, I'm not gonna see it again because I don't want to spend 13 bucks again to see it. But like, when it comes out, and like I can just like rent it for like four bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. I will. And, and I bet you I'll catch so much more stuff. So it's like anything else, but it's better. One of a kind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks uh, again for listening. Uh, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've, you're listening on one of the platforms, but we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify now, and SoundCloud. So we appreciate your listens there. Give us a review. Give us a like. Follow us, all that good stuff, uh, so we can get our name out there more, so we can get more listeners. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Website, lotlpodcast.com. Thank you to you, Hannah, for being my co-host. Thanks for having me. Best co-host of all time. I appreciate that. Jordan, coming for your job. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Job that doesn't pay anything. Hey. But... Uh, so for Hannah, I'm Dan champ just woke up. So him too. What's up, buddy? Uh, I'm Dan and you've been listening to living off the land and we will catch you guys, uh, next week. Yeah. I think at least Jordan will be back next week. Uh, I don't know about Jimmy. He's kind of out there, so we'll see. So for Hannah, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.